It's The Shop on The Daily Shuffle. To get in touch with the show, give us a call or text 866-285-4005. And now, here's Chip Souza. We got uh, Ricky Fires over in one corner. He's doing shoe shines over there. Got Paul Boyd doing manicures on the other side. So we are we try to hit it all in the shop. I take quarters, dollar bills. I even take a check. There you go. That's that's you know, money's money. Money's money. Hey. We, we're stacking uh, fat stacks. That's all we care about. Yep. Uh, I don't know about the check, man. <laughs> in, in God we trust. All others pay cash. Ricky oh, said he'd go. even do he'd even do Apple Pay. What's that? <laughs> what i thought we got a great show lined up for you today on this thursday this is uh friday eve uh getting ready to kick off some more high school football action on this uh coming up tomorrow but before we get to that we're going to be joined here by zach clark the football coach at springdale coach you with us hey Jeff, how's it going it is going great coach how are you doing today oh i'm i'm doing well can't can't complain that's right so zach we want to talk a little bit about uh that great game you guys had last week. I mean, you guys were down, you know, three and a half or so minutes to go, down a couple of TDs. Then the entire switch just flipped for you guys. Yeah. We, uh, you know, felt like we, we left all three or four touchdowns on the board early. Um, really felt felt good about our first half. Uh, played well on defense all night, but uh, – Came out in the in the third quarter and, and early fourth and just couldn't get anything going offensively and we were down oh, I think it's twenty one nine and uh, had a defensively they were starting to wear us down a little bit I mean just a big athletic physical Parkview team and we got a we got a big fumble on about the minus thirty and then you know from then on out it was you know it was all bulldogs. Uh, you know, had a had a nice run. Gilberto Dominguez, uh, our tailback, really he got hot. The offensive line played well, and uh, you know we scored with about four minutes to go, three and a half, four minutes. They kicked off and, and got a minus sixteen on the first uh, on on first and ten, and so then you know they're backed up to the two, and, and our defense just I mean, you can feel the momentum, uh, you know, in our favor. And uh, and just you know played played really well. He got it back. Really just drove it down there and punched it right in. And then the defense held him for one last stop. So it was a uh, you know you don't get to win many games down two scores with uh, you know with um, with six minutes left. So it was it was just a, it was a really fun night. That uh, hopefully this will springboard our team uh, into uh, we played extremely hard. Like I said earlier, didn't play extremely clean, um, but hope, hopefully it will give us some confidence and kind of a shot in the arm. We're talking with Zach Clark, the football coach at Springdale. Zach, you know, you and I have talked about this and how young your your team is. You got a lot of guys on your team that have never really taken any varsity snaps, never really played on the under the Friday night lights. What is a win like this, you know, and especially in the manner that you guys came back and won it? What does this do for for like for your young guys, you know, now having the belief that you know they're never out of a game? Yeah, I think um, yeah, you, coaches harp on it all the time. You tell hey, you're never out of it. Keep playing to the last last whistle. Well, I mean, it happened. You know, I, I don't know that uh, you know, and, and it happened for these guys. And, we, and you know, we got to win under our our belt. So I think, uh, confidence wise is, uh, 
you know, that, that's a tremendous shot in the arm. Uh, the thing that, you know, we are young, and I worry about, you know, obviously a letdown uh, this week. One thing, we, we practiced extremely hard last week and had a, had a great week of practice. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get kind of that standard of, of that's how we do things and uh, get a you know, win and good taste in your mouth and, and the kids get hungry. So, uh, but I, I guess to answer your question, I'll have to wait another week or two to see how we, how we handle a win um, to be able to tell you. But I, I think this team, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, to have a win, uh, a come from behind win, is just, it's a huge confidence boost. Zach, I was over yesterday, and uh, I'm working on a story on Ladarius Wansley. I talked to him a little bit yesterday. He's a, he's a player that's obviously flown under the radar because he didn't play uh, you know, on the varsity last right. year. He's a junior varsity player. Um, he's really emerged for you so far. It's 24 catches already in two games. I mean, you know, at this rate, um, you know, a hundred catch season for him is is you know, uh, you know, within within reach at, at this rate. And I don't think he'll catch 15 every game probably, right. but right. Um, still, he's off to a great start. So I I mentioned to to Connor Hutchins. I said I know you were just a young guy um, when that player who wore number three, you know, at Springdale here, Kyler yeah. Williams. Um, kind of, do you, if you ever got a chance to see him play, kind of compare you know where Ladarius is to, to where Kyler was, and he you know he said, well, actually, there's you know there's some similarities there. There, you know, there is. I mean, everybody's different similarities in the you know in the sense that uh, they're they've kind of been our bell cow. Gets the we've got to do a better job, uh, and we've been working on, on spread it out. Uh, you know, right now there's just a comfort level with Ladarius, right. and um, and he's kind of you know that Kyler's junior year, he he kind of came out of nowhere to where the first three or four games we could just kind of get him the ball because nobody had scouted him. Correct. It's going to get more difficult now, um, but they're similar in that you know they're they're they were both very very talented. I think they're Ladarius is a little longer. Um, Probably Kyler played all over for us. Well, Darius is kind of an outside uh, outside receiver. But um, one thing, you know, Kyler was extremely competitive and, and played a lot of you know a lot of different sports and, and was probably more polished at uh, at this point. But uh, Ladarius Ladarius didn't he didn't play on uh, for varsity last year. Um, and it, and it wasn't a talent deal. He, his maturity level, um, you know, his care factor, how, I mean, you know, I get, I get an, an email or a teacher stopped me in the hall almost daily talking about, you know, how good Ladarius is doing and, and believe that did not happen last year. Um, which is, you know, part of the reason why, you know, we didn't see him. And, uh, so I'm really proud of just his growth and development off the field, I think, you know, there's no question that's translated into um, into what he's done on the absolutely. field. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, he just, you know, his his maturity and where he's coming from is is just, I mean, it's come a million miles. Hey Zach, you got uh, Alma this week. I know they lost uh, Van Buren, but uh, man, uh, what have you seen on film? You think you might give a uh, team some fits? Well, I, you know, they're. They're very well coached. They're physical. Uh, they're really good up front, and, and that's scary. 
coming off such a physical game last week, but I swear, like, it didn't matter if it was Frankie Vines or Doug Lockridge. They put, like, the same yep. – I think they put the same positions. You get your number by position. The Mike linebacker is going to be 34. Yep. You know, the uh, – <laughs> it didn't change, you know. Corner out there at five. Yep. You know, it, it's like you, you're. It's like I'm looking at the same team every single year. Yep. <laughs> so uh, they they play, and I tell Doug that too. But they they play very hard. Um, they're you know, always tough to defend because of how they, you know, how many formations and, and different. You know, they got to go. They install the offense, defense in the fifth grade, and it's like they build yep. on it every year. And by the time you know, especially non-conference, uh, they can just do so. They do so many things. I don't know how they get it all in, but that's you know that's that's scary, and that's uh, we're definitely going to have our hands full. Well, Zach, we are at the end of the break, and listen, thanks for coming on with us today. We know you got preparations to make for Alma, so thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck this Friday. Well, appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. You bet. So you were listening to uh, Zach Clark, the head football coach. At Springdale, we're up against a break right now. We'll be right back. Live now, back to Chip Souza. All right, all right. Thursday afternoon, you're listening to the shop part of the Daily Shuffle, and we are rolling along. We are through one quarter. Just I had a nice uh, interview with Zach Clark, the Springdale coach, and their guys are coming off a huge win uh, on Friday night. Come from behind, win twenty four twenty one. So. We are moving along into the prep season, Ricky. I think it is week two, but it's the third week of play. But it's week two. Confusing, I understand. But uh, all I know is the week before conference starts. <laughs> That's the way I'm going. That's good. That's yeah. all I know. That's Perfect. right. That's right. Um, so anyway, you know, some big games on tap for this week. Obviously, got some big games going on all across the ways, all the all across the area, so to speak. Um, but. Uh, we're going to talk to a guy right now who's familiar with big games. He played in a few at Greenwood. This is uh, Jay. We got you on the phone. We got you hooked up in Nashville. How's it going, man? Good Ab- talking to you. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, it's going. It's fantastic. Uh, so you played a few big games at Greenwood, right? Heck yeah, man! It was back in the day. It seems like forever ago. <laughs> well, we're talking with Jay Burgess. Jay, the older you get, the more it will seem that way. I know. That's what I was, I was talking to Coach Jones the other day. I was actually in Greenwood, and uh, it's weird. It's it's my class and the class below me, and we're all gone. And now I don't even know any of the guys on the team anymore. So it's, it's kind of cool seeing them have success, and but I still keep up with them. Now, Jay, for a, pe- a lot of people maybe up here who are not maybe that familiar with your career, uh, kind of tell me, you know, when when were you at Greenwood, and, and what years did you, you know, how many championship rings do you have? Yeah, well, I've got two. <laughs> but uh, I was there from 2011 till 2013, and of the the graduating class of 2014. But uh, but yeah, we had some great years there. We had, we were, I was a part of the the 50 game wins, and uh, man, Coach Jones just knows how to great coach and all the coaches down there. I thank the world of him. We had some great times back in the day. We're kind of having a little bit of difficulty with your cell phone. We got to get Sarah, Paul Boyd. We get Sarah, get 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 him all. Yeah, yeah. if you ever watched a little Mayberry, a little Andy Griffith, yeah. you know who Sarah is. So Jay, so you you played your football at Greenwood, but what we got you on here today for is you packed up your bags in Arkansas and you moved over to down to Nashville. Yeah, 
So, I mean, yes, how sir. big how big of a jump was that for you? I mean, you're you're, over, you're down there with with Chris Stapleton and you know and all the big time country country folks. Yeah, I'm telling you. So I after after high school, I played I played some college football. I played at Tulsa for two years, and then uh, bounced around in Mississippi. And after Mississippi, I moved to Nashville and started working with a guy named Mark Allen Springer, who uh, Mark Mark's known for some big Kenny Chesney songs that he's written. Uh, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt. I started working with him, started working with a guy named Steve Azar, and uh, uh, Mark signed me to his publishing company, and so I started writing songs. Um, this was about um, last summer, and uh, flash forward to another year, we put out the uh, most recent song, and uh, we're kind of getting off in the, the career started for myself, and uh, we're excited about it. So, those of you listening, if you haven't heard uh, Jabe's new song, it's it's new. I'm pretty new, right? Just you, uh, the first time I've heard it. Uh, Football Town. Yes, sir. Yeah, we released it last last Friday. We released it. It's uh, if if you've it, it's got it has a lot of Kenny Chesney feel to it, um, but it's written about it's about Greenwood. It's about it's Jay, right? It's about growing up bulldog, right? Man, yeah, it's. The funny thing is, I, I wrote it with uh, three other guys. Mark Springer was actually on the song with me, and uh, the guy asked me where I was from, and I told him I'm from Greenwood, Arkansas. And he said, "Well, where's that?" And I said, "Man, it's it's a football town. That's kind of what we're known for." Yep. And uh, we we kind of we started off writing it about that, and, but man, the I mean the song the song. There's so many football towns across the country, and that's kind of the the whole feeling we we're going for when we were writing that song is whether it's it's Fayetteville and the Hogs, or if it's Dallas and the Cowboys, you know, man. I mean, there's so many football towns, and I like to think. I mean, it, we started it about Greenwood, but I mean, it's more than Greenwood. There's more. There's there's a lot more football towns than just little Greenwood, Arkansas. I know that. Well, you picked a good one. I always love uh, Greenwood. Yeah. They're class people down there. Great teams. Hey, and you were the great high school player, and you was good enough to play in college. At what point? I mean, were you sitting at Tulsa? Maybe things weren't going quite quite so well and at what point did you say you know what i need to do this singing songwriting bit yeah man, i always grew up loving country music and my dad had a guitar and i brought that out to tulsa with me and my my buddies used to always love coming up into the dorm room and they'd be like jay play play a uh kenny chesney or tim mcgraw song and i play it for him and after a while um we figured it'd be kind of cool if i started playing some shows so i had one of my offensive linemen actually walked into a uh, a bar in Tulsa and he at the time he was pretending that he was my manager. <laughs> actually actually little... he was your bodyguard. He's your bodyguard <laughs> he, too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but we, we thought we thought we thought that might be a little bit more official. And so we, we came we come into this bar in Tulsa and he said, Yeah, this is this is this country artist named Jay Burgess. I'm his manager. Uh, we'd like to book a date. And so that's actually how we started we started playing some shows out in Tulsa. And I got a little band of some hometown guys from Greenwood and Fort Smith and Alma and some guys around the area. We started playing shows. And uh, after a while, my football career kind of started. Uh, uh, I, I kind of I, I had a probably one more year of eligibility and I got really serious with the music. And I had a conversation with my coach about it. and He's like, man, I, I know that's your dream and you want to go do it. So it, it was pretty cool that that even my, my football coaches were kind of behind me on it and they knew it was what I wanted to do. And I'm happy that I'm out here and we're writing music and we've we got a lot of shows booked. we got some more music coming out. So it's pretty exciting times. 
We are talking with Jay Burgess, former Greenwood player who's now a songwriter-singer in Nashville. Jay, people want to hear your new song, Football Town. How can they listen to it? Man, we, we've, got it, we've got it on all platforms. We've got it on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube. I mean, anywhere anywhere you listen to music, you can listen to Football Town. It's uh, You just look up my name. and It's kind of a strange name. I know it's Jabe, J-A-B-E, Burgess. But uh, you look it up and you can find it there. And if you're listening to it, share it with me on my Instagram. I got uh, Instagram, Facebook. I love to love it when people share that they're listening to songs. And uh, but yeah, just look it up and I hope people like it and tell me what they think about it. I love how the part in the song where it's, where you say "where two hand touch turns into tackle." That's the, oh, that's man. every foot. <laughs> is every. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, Jay, like you... me, me and my. Me and my best buddies. It always it always ended up turning to a little uh, little pushing mat. Oh, absolutely. Always got a little too aggressive. <laughs> hey, Gabe, you got three old guys right here sit around and listen to George Jones, Conway Twitty all day long, all night long. Yes, sir. Who was kind of your influence it. when uh, uh, when you were younger? Yeah, I mean, I love those guys too. But I, my dad, my dad was really big Eagles fan, and I always oh, loved the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, and yep. uh, I love. Kenny Chesty and Tim McGraw and just kind of that 90s country and but man I, the, the thing about me too is I love I love all kinds of music and it's there's there's no telling what I'm listening to on any given I was actually I was just on the tractor just now where I'm I'm south of Nashville just now, uh, right now but uh I was on the tractor listening to uh Hank Williams Jr. just oh, now wow. <laughs> well both secrets uh, going on yeah absolutely yeah we're both on the track you can't get more any more country than that can you absolutely well jay we appreciate but, uh, you being on today with us we're up against a break but we're gonna we're gonna play your song in our prep rally video coming up um that'll be on our website in uh, nwaonline.com uh, and we're gonna play that song on there you gave us a little permission so we're gonna use it yeah hopefully get you some more ears on it jay thanks for being yeah. on with us today man and just keep writing and keep singing man we we, we want to hear it Thank you, man. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. You're listening to The Shop, part of The Daily Shuffle. We're at the halfway point. We're going to pay a few bills, and we will be right back. It is Thursday afternoon. That means it is Friday Eve. It is football eve here in uh, northwest Arkansas and everywhere else around the state. So uh, we are through one half, and we're into the third quarter now. So we're going to be bringing in Coach Mike Lloyd from Rogers. Coach, are they still scoring touchdowns over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was kind of a, that's kind of a new experience. Yeah, they probably still are. Wow. I mean, uh, I was talking with Paul Boyd uh, after the game, and I mean, you know, for the first week we had you know the, the Harbor and Pulaski Academy, the you know the eighty four sixty eight game. Then, you know, your game last week was Coach. It was just about as wild sixty six fifty eight with Joe T. Robinson. It was. It was. Uh, you know, we got down twenty-one to nothing, and uh, came back in the third quarter and took a fifty-eight to fifty-four uh, lead and held the lead for about twenty-three seconds and uh, missed a tackle. And they went about seventy or eighty, but they have a lot of skilled athletes. But uh, you know, our kids showed a lot of resiliency to, to battle back. You know, and they're a good team. They're loaded. They've got a lot of good athletes. Hey, Coach Paul Boyd here. Uh, you know, you and I talked after that. You know, it's you run into those type of athletes that uh, big plays. What was it you told me? Like, yeah, your your defense held and did a great job for about 40, 45 plays, and about five plays of that that game they didn't. You know, that's well, yeah. 
you know, you, you break the film down and you got 48 plays and three yards or less, which this day and age, that's pretty good defense. And then you go five plays and give up 281 yards and five touchdowns. And, uh, you know, and you're talking 80-yard touchdowns. And, you know, it's, it, it's tough to overcome. But, uh, you know, like I said, I thought our kids hung in there. They battled. They could have easily, uh, you know, kind of laid down that first quarter, uh, 21 to nothing. And uh, they, they battled back and actually took the lead there in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Hey Mike, this is Rick Farrell. I'm glad we got you on. We got some. We're talking old school football. You've played at every level, including uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals, NFL. What has changed in the last 20 years or so? Where the you know our, our games used to be 17, 14, 21, 17, 14. Now the games are in the not just your game. There's a games in the 80s the other day, and uh, now the 50s and 60s. What has changed fundamentally in the game of football where it's just score, score, score? you have any idea? Well, it's just everybody's gone to spread. There's more emphasis. You know, back when we were playing, it was run the football, stop the run, and you might hit a play action. If you threw the ball 20 times a game, even in the yep. NFL. And, you know, the USFL, I played you know, in, in 84 and 85. You know, kind of started out with the, uh, you know, the gamblers in Houston with Jim Kelly and uh, – it's just a bob now. Everybody's throwing the ball. Everybody's in these seven-on-seven seven leagues, and uh, people are having state championships in seven-on-seven. Seven, and uh, I'd love to play back in those days. But, yeah, you know, back in the day, 28 points, uh, you know, that was a high-scoring game. Coach, did you play with my boy Todd Fowler in Houston? No, I played against Houston. Uh, you know, I backed up Doug Williams there for the Oklahoma Outlaws in 84-85. Gotcha. And, uh you know, I got to play against the Michigan Panthers, and then my last game was against Rick Neuheisel and the San Antonio Gunslingers. But uh, Houston had a good team. Jim Kelly, I thought, was the best player in the league. Steve Young was in the league. Herschel Walker, Doug Flutie, some great players in the league. Yeah, Todd Fowler was a good running back for the Houston Gamblers, and he played a little bit with I the remember, Dallas Cowboys. I remember, I remember him. I do. Yep. Hey, Coach, uh, this is Paul. Uh, just uh, – you know, talk about you. You got these seniors this year that you guys have kind of been building, and you've been trying to kind of build the culture there. Uh, you know, teach them about winning and and what they need to do. And now it's their kind of their time to shine as seniors. Uh, you know, the the what they did last week. Yes, they they fell a little short, but uh, hung in there and and showed some competitive fire. Right. Well, they, they, they did, and, you know, this is a group that I threw in as sophomores in 7A West, you know, a bunch of them on offense especially. Now, on defense, we had 10 new starters, but uh, offensively we had 7, 8, 9 that uh, they played a lot of uh, a lot of minutes on Friday nights, and, you know, they kind of got reminded of that when it's 21 to nothing. You know, what are we, uh, are we just going to turn it off, or are we going to kind of show uh, that we're going to compete a little bit, and, you know, you can come back and get in this game and win it. And, uh, like I said, I thought they responded any time in high school, you know, you get down by three touchdowns and, you know, you punt three times. I mean, you know, kids sometimes can they can kind of turn it off. But I was proud of our effort. And, again, I thought we battled back against a very good team. Uh, a lot of good athletes. Uh, you know, you got a guy like R.J. RJ Long. I mean, he's a guy who's, you know, I guess probably by D1 standards a little undersized, but uh, found a good home maybe at, at a service academy. Talk a little bit about him. Well, you know, RJ's a young man. That's came, he's overcame a lot of adversity in, in his in his uh, in the real world, you know, with with his family situation. And uh, he moved up here my freshman year from the Elsho, Missouri. And uh, you know, he's had to overcome a lot. Uh, you know, not the ideal uh, family uh, atmosphere that we want to grow up in. But RJ is a you know twenty five, twenty six ACT, one of the hardest working young men you're ever going to 
be around. And, you know, he had a goal to play to one of the service academies, and he achieved it. Now, if he was 6'4", 6'5", uh, you know, he, he, I've had some guys, and uh, he would be playing. I really think he can. But, you know, we everybody has these physical guidelines. They're not 6'5", 6'6". Uh, they can't play O-line anymore. But uh, RJ's a shade under 6'2", and he's happy about the Air Force uh, opportunity and it's a great school and uh, you know place to get a great education and serve your country in a, in, a, in a great place beautiful place so you know he uh he's achieved a lot he's overcame a lot so i'm proud of rj now coach you uh your son is a very good high school quarterback probably got a chance to play college football what advice do you give him or how involved are you um what do you want to put out there for him that helps him make his decision well, he's actually, you know, to be honest with you, he's the 17th Division One uh, quarterback that I have and wow. on my teams in junior college and high school. And, and uh, you know, athletically, he, he's as good as anyone's I've had. Uh, had Garrett McGee. I've had Perry Orth. You know, I had David Cornwell went to Alabama. Had Evan Orth who started South Alabama last year. You know, I'll go all the way back to Alan Cockrell, started at Tennessee. And, you know, he went to baseball and was a first-round pick by the Giants. I think he's assistant hitting coach now for the Yankees. Uh, and I trained him for three years for the Barlow uh, Academy. And uh, so, I mean, he, he, he's got a chance, uh, you know, and he wanted to finish his career here. He started it and he wanted to finish it. So, you know, I'm proud of I'm proud of that. And, uh, you know, he had a big game last week with seven touchdown passes and 371 yards. We, we missed on a couple. Could have had 10. So, uh, I mean, he's, he, he's got a chance. He got a chance to play at the next level and get his education paid for. And, uh, you know, so I'm proud of his, some of his accomplishments, uh, accomplishments as well. So, uh, you know, he's going to get a chance. That's, that, that, that's all you can ask for. We are talking with Mike Lloyd, the football coach at Rogers, coming off a wild 68, 66-58 loss to Joe T. Robinson. Coach, moving forward this week, what's your players' confidence level going into going into uh, taking on Central this week? Well, they're still confident. They know they played an outstanding team. They know we had chances to win. And, uh, you know, we lost our tailback. We had over 200 yards, uh, you know, 82 yards uh, receiving and, 150 yards, you know, on 12 carries and three touchdowns and Sammy Samaron. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of return yardage as well. So, I mean, I really felt like if he'd had him second half, it would have been a different outcome. But, no, their confidence is that's not shaking. It's uh, These kids think they're going to win, and they believe in the winning, and that's the most important thing. I mean, the, it comes down to, you know, the kids actually think they can win. These kids, uh, they, they know they can win. So, no, they're not, uh, you know, that they, they want to win. Uh, you know, we had a great packed house, a great crowd, but uh, no, they're, they're they're still confident in their abilities. Coach, uh, you know, you, conference play right around the corner. You feel like you can get get your guys healthy, and yeah, you know, still got a some non conference games to work some kinks out. Yeah, you pretty feel like that uh, you can be right out there at the top in a in a tough seven A West conference. Well, I do, I do offensively. Now we're going to have to do a better job of tackling people and. and been in the past but again we had 10 guys uh that was our first friday night start and and i thought they did some good things but uh you know we didn't have christian bruce either who's a big uh one of our better defensive linemen might be our best defensive lineman who didn't get to play that game and 240 pound defensive end that has a high motor and plays the game hard he's going to help us and uh you know these first two or three games are figuring that out but i saw yes i do think we can compete in the 7a west and i think these kids are going to get better and better but their confidence is not shaken. They, they believe in they believe in each other, and they believe in themselves. Uh, Coach, again, uh, you know, we talked about RJ a little bit, but someone I wrote about last week is Aaron Lockhart, a young man who who uh, has diabetes, but has battled and and gained some weight and some strength, and is a starter for your team. Uh, just, you know, what does he do for your team? Just showing, 
you know, what he can do and how he's been able to handle his uh, his illness? Well, you know, our kids, you know, our kids look and they know the obstacles that he faces daily that uh, you hate for a young man to have to do that. But, uh, you know, he's got the pump and we got to monitor his blood sugar. And, you know, he's out here every day and, and played significant minutes uh, last week. And he's going to play a lot of minutes, uh, you know, throughout the season. But uh, they kind of look at that as probably some inspiration and uh, and they should. But, uh you know, for a kid to hang in there and he actually put on 20 pounds, uh, you know, it's been a tough road for him, and I'm proud of him. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, he brings he brings a lot to the table, too. Well, Coach, thanks for being on with us today, and we appreciate it. Listen, good luck to you guys moving forward, and uh, just keep scoring touchdowns. Well, I appreciate it. We'll try to outscore the people from now on. Thank uh-huh. you. You've been listening to, the, to uh, Coach Mike Lloyd, the Rogers football coach. We're up against a break here. We'll be right back. I know that one. Doobie Brothers, That's right? the Doobie Brothers. That's yeah. right. We're going to roll in on this on this train, rolling on the Doobie Brothers train on that one for this last segment, last 15-minute segment before we hit the road, get ready for some high school football on Friday night. Had some big performances in last week, Paul. We, uh, you know, over at Gentry, their quarterback, Brandon Atwood, I talked with, co- with co- uh, Coach Paul Ernest this week, and they had a quarterback over there, Brandon Atwood, accounted for five touchdowns last Friday night. Wow. You know, we just talked. We just finished talking with Mike Lloyd. You know, his son Hunter threw for three seventy one and seven touchdowns, seven TDs, and a loss, and a loss, <laughs> and a loss. So I was talking with Coach Ernest yesterday, and um, he said um, that what he tried to do with Brandon, he had him last year. If you remember, they had Falk, John Falkenberry over there for a couple of years, and they put up some crazy numbers. Yep. Remember that game with Greenland, seventy six seventy or something yes. like that, put up some crazy numbers. Last year, Atwood took over as quarterback because Falkenberry graduated, and he said we tried to make him a, a tip, a drop back passer, not his strong suit, not what his skill set is. Um, struggled with that, and he said we told him in the offseason we're going to let you be the kind of quarterback that we think you can be using your skill set. Well, there you are, five touchdowns. I think I think they made the uh, correct choice there. So five touchdowns total for him. He ran ran for over a hundred, almost 150 yards, 147. Passed for right at 200. So big, big game for Brandon Atwood over at Gentry, a team that is catching some people by surprise. They're one and one. They lost a game to Dardanelle in the opener, a game that they probably could have won, possibly should have won. Uh, went for it on fourth down and three. Didn't get the fourth down. It would have probably been the you know put the nail. Uh, in there for Darnell, didn't get it. Darnell went down, scored, being a 17-14. And then Gentry came back last week and just lamb-blasted uh, Huntsville. So they're a team to watch in the 4A1 for sure. So he had a big game. Rick, you wrote about this young man. He was our Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Player of the Week, Gabe Wilson over at Greenland. Yeah, he um, started linebacker and like one of their leading tacklers last year on defense, and uh, they moved him over quarterback, and he counted uh, for five touchdowns. I think he threw um, one, ran for four. Um, uh, when they, I think he said he had eleven yard touchdown, and you know he just powered through. They got him in the end zone, and Lee Larkin, you know, he, he praised all the team and give other kids credit, and it was you got to have a balanced offense. Everybody got to contribute. Uh, toward the win, but uh, I think uh, anytime you score uh, five touchdowns, you deserve like player of the week. So Absolutely. we went with him. Uh, could have flipped a coin, could have gone a bunch of, di- bunch yep. of different ways yep. for, the, for that this week. Uh, we're going to go down to Ozark, down in the River Valley. Ozark is 1-0 after they beat Boonville last week. Harper Falkenberry 
He is related to John Falkenberry, who was a quarterback we mentioned a while ago. Four touchdowns for him um, in the 28-6 win over Boonville. Uh, talked with uh, Jeremy Burns this week, the football coach at Ozark, and his son Bryant Burns, a big tight end, has verbally committed to Army. He uh, he and his mom went to went to West Point a couple weeks ago. Went down there, said, "This is where I need to be." Now, this is this is typical of Coach Burns. If you've never met Coach Burns, he's one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. Yep. Awesome. He said, "You know, my kid at 18 years old's got you know got more on the ball than I do right now, probably, which ain't a stretch, probably." <laughs> uh, but anyway, he said that uh, you know Bryant's looking ahead down the road. He wants to be an anesthesiologist. I think I pronounced that correctly. I can probably spell it better than I can pronounce. What does that mean? It means I think when you lay down the table, if you don't get knocked out for your surgery, something's wrong. So. Hey, now, you know, that's a good move. I, I, I love the kids that go to these uh, academies, whether Navy, Army, Air Force, and, you know, they play really tough fundamental football. As you saw, uh, my, my boys up in Michigan, I always go with these the, the, the Army teams because they're going to play good fundamental football. They're not going to quit. So for you gamblers out there, Michigan, I don't care if they were a 17-point favorite, they almost lost a game. So he's going to serve his country, and he's going to play good quality football at the same time. So and, good for him. And he's Happy for have, him. And a great career when yep. his football playing Absolutely. So this kid's got a lot on the ball, and uh, Jeremy said he doesn't see him changing his mind. He's he's pretty set on going to Army, so good, good for him. Uh, also, last week over down uh, in the River Valley, Van Buren and Alma. This is a big rivalry game. It's the Battle of the Bone. It's the Crawford County Super Bowl or whatever you want to put on it. When Van Buren and Alma play, anything can happen. And Gary Phillips, the Van Buren quarterback, went off on Alma. He also accounted for five touchdowns and over 400 yards of offense in that game for Van Buren. Van Buren is 2-0. and They get a chance to play. They play Northside Friday night. Northside's coming off a big loss to Greenwood. They got thumped pretty pretty yeah, big. They did. They did. If Van Buren can beat Northside and go three and zero, that'd be the best start for Van Buren since two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. I thought you were going to say eighteen ninety three <laughs> or something. But now good for them. I mean, uh, uh, the first week and they've whipped Ood at Salem Springs and they come around and and be, so they got a lot of momentum going over there. But hey, you know them Grizzly, they're going to be mauling. So I mean, if they go over there and beat Northside, that that says a lot about this uh, Van Buren program with the with the new coaches down there. Well, three weeks or two weeks or one week or zero weeks or however many weeks we are into the football season, we have seen some really big performances so far, and I think that that will continue moving forward for the rest of the for the rest of the season. Now, something we've mentioned on the show a few times is the new book that we're working on. The uh, uh, Rick's written a chapter in it. I've written a chapter or two. We got chapters written uh, by a lot of different people. Uh, for this new book that we're doing, uh, Prep Rally, it's the history of Arkansas high school football. We finally got the cover uh, picked for that, got the photos and everything for that. So that that book project is well on its way to going to the printer. If uh, if you haven't heard about it, you can pre-order this book. You go on our website at nwaonline.com and pre-order this book. If you want to know about the history of Arkansas high school football, if you played it, if you watched it, if you had a brother or sister who played it, if you knew anything at all or want to know anything about Arkansas high school football, this book will answer. It's, it's got everything you'll want to know. It's got who holds all the records in the state. It's got state champions. Plus, it's got a lot of detail and a lot of great chapters about pre-integration, mm-hmm. um, segregate, you know, when, when teams were segregated. It's got that. It's got the best coaches, uh, best players ever, which is always fun to debate that. 
um, you know who's who's made who who are some of the best players ever. In who the are the best teams? Best teams. So yeah. it's got got a lot of good information and, and uh, things to debate in there. So I'm not just saying this because we're involved in the project, but I'm just telling you. If you have any interest at all in Arkansas high school football, you need to get a copy of this book because this book will be the definitive history of Arkansas. I'm high looking school forward football. to it. I just, re- you know, uh, did my little part, but I want to see what all the all the other guys came up with, and, we, and the guys who pitched in here been around high school football in Arkansas a long time, so they've seen it, they've researched it. Now, my question is, when's it come out, and um, how much it costs? You can pre-order the book now on on the website nwaonline.com. It's, okay. I think you get it. I think now would be twenty nine dollars for the book. If you wait until I think after October the fifteenth or seventeenth, somewhere right around that date, the price will go up. It will. Uh, it's it's gone to the printer now. We, okay. we submitted the cover today, so it'll go to the printer and it'll be available uh, around the first week of November, second week of November, somewhere in there. Um, but it, this is all online. Uh, if you go on our website, you can click a link and it will tell you. You can order the book there, pay for it there. And it'll give you more. Uh, information that way on when the book will be available. But what a great, I mean, what a great gift this would make as well. So if I want to know about um, Little Rock Central in 1950s or Basile Shabazz, it's it's got it in there. It's it's all in there. Shabazz, it's got Cedric Cobbs, it's got Darren McFadden, it's got the great Arkansas, uh, the great central teams of the 50s that were, you know, mythical national champions. The Springdale 2005 team, it's got the great Barton teams, the Shiloh Christian Wild game with Junction City. It's got who the best players, you know, ever in this state, Don Hudson and uh it's got stuff on Barry Switzer and Bear and Bear Bryant and um, you know, just you name it, you name it. If 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 it's Matt a person, Jones, uh, Cortez Kennedy, absolutely, uh, yeah, all the great players, yeah, Willie Rofe, uh, Willie Rofe, yes, yep. yeah, all I'm all well. of that is in this book. Um, but it also goes into great detail with a full chapter about the the you know the black athletes who who you know because of the times were not allowed to play you know with with you know everybody else, and so we they're not left out of this book. There's big lot of information and chapters about them. Um, photos that we were able to Great find. Great photos, absolutely, yep. just beautiful photos of, of those days. So, uh, you know, like I said, if you you know if, if you like Arkansas high school football, if you played it, if you anything about it, if you want to know about it, this book is is you know you need to get this book. All right, go ahead and send me one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, we got Ruskin and Zach coming in after us. Uh, and I'm sure they'll have a, a little bit of stuff to talk about for the weekend as Arkansas gets ready to host San Jose State on Saturday. No, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Colorado, Colorado State, State, then San Jose yep, State. That's yep. right, Colorado State. So uh, anyway, listen to them. Stay right here. You've been listening to the shop, and we will catch you next Thursday. Come back and see us or come back and listen to us or however you get us.